It's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. I've got a serious question for you. If you're in a position where you've been dating on and off with different websites and dating sites and meeting people by chance, and then you decide to move, do you think it's fair to continue dating when you know that you're preparing mentally to leave? I mean, yes, it's fun to go out and enjoy and meet and do and try new people and new things. But is it fair to the person you go out with? What if they become attached? Do you tell the truth and say, well, I'm here temporarily. I'd just like to go out and have fun if you're up for that. Because most times that's what guys say in the first place. I'm just looking to have a good time. I'm not looking for anything serious. Well, you know what? That's bullshit. Because I know what it is to have fun and go out and have a good time. And I also know what it is to be serious about somebody. And I know that that is just a facade that they use because they don't want anybody to become a Klingon right away. And they want to be able to take their time and decide whether they want to get involved with the person. I get it. I'm the same way. Many times people have said to me, you're a woman who thinks like a man. I get it. But what would you do? Would you go out for the fun to have that good time? Would you take his feelings into consideration and tell him the truth and offer to stand down and say, well, maybe you should take somebody else out instead that offers more hope and a better proposition? What do you do? Do you sit here like a lump of clay and not go out because you want to spare everybody else's feelings? I swear to God, I don't know what to do. On top of that, honestly, have you ever reached a point in your life where you just don't care? Like that spark is not there. There's not even a place to ignite it. It's sort of buried because you've got so much other crap going on around you right now or at whatever point in your life it was, that you felt this. Because I can't be the only one, and it has nothing to do with age, has nothing to do with what I look like. It has to do with what I feel like. I feel like there are other priorities, where finding a man, finding the perfect partner, was my priority. Now, if I bump into him in a supermarket, great. If I recognize him, even better. But half the time I go out with somebody and I don't even remember who they were a week later when they write me. I mean, there is something wrong there. I, I think it just means I have too much on my mind. Being on overload can do that. How else could I forget who I went out with, especially if they made an impression? I don't think anybody stands the chance of making an impression with me right now. I'm not well. I'm okay. But I'm going through chemo. But honestly, I'm handling it. And it's not like I'm dragging my feet. It's not like I'm bent over the toilet bowl throwing up. It's none of that. It's just that when you don't feel well, when you don't feel yourself, you can't give 100% of yourself to somebody new. They never know who you really are until you're well. So I'm sort of holding back and holding out and towing the line until I can figure out what the right thing to do is. I would love if you have the answer. If you do, write me right here on iTunes. Tell me what you're doing or how you'd handle the situation. 
On top of that, I'm moving. Who in their right mind does this? I mean, I am packing up a 2,700 square foot house. I've already got like eight boxes packed. The only thing I've not packed really are some of my clothes and the furniture, which I'll put everything up for sale when it's time to go. And who does this prematurely like me? I don't think you would do this. I find it to be practical thinking. Everybody else around me says, don't you think you're being a little bit premature? And that's usually from the men that are attracted to me that don't want to admit it because they don't want me to do anything rash like leave. But I know when I've had enough and I have had enough of this city to the point where I have packed all my belongings, my beautiful knickknacks, my crystal, my anything that matters, my those things, <laughs> my those things. They're all in the garage just waiting to go. And have I found a place? Hell no. I've not even been to the state that I want to move to yet. I leave Saturday and I'm going house hunting on the weekend. And I'm going to work from this new place that I'm staying for a month all day. And then I'm going to go out five o'clock and look at other houses until I find something I like. Have I sold my own house? No. I'm doing everything I think ass backwards. But to me, it makes sense because I am prepared for the inevitable because I know how much the bottom line is for me to sell my own house. And it's less than my realtor thinks. So I believe I'm going to sell this house. It's just a matter of how fast I'm going to sell the house. Now, wouldn't you say that this is a son of a gun thing to happen, right? Every house that's been in my area has sold. Well, most of them are more expensive than my house is going to be listing for because they have pools and, they're, and they have more square feet than 2,700. So it makes sense that they would sell for more. So I'm coming right in at the right price and don't you know, three houses down this weekend, the house went up for sale. Talk about competition. And of course, me being the nosy neighbor, I had to go look, wouldn't you? You want to see what your competition is, what they've done to their house, how big it is in comparison to yours. Well, the first thing I see when I walk in is it looks like a freaking magic castle. It is decorated so magnificently. It had to be like Tinkerbell with a wand. Ding! Ding, ding, the house is done. It's perfect. Like, I thought my house looked great until I walked into their house. They must have had a professional stager come in and use brand new, state-of-the-art, cutting-edge, beautiful items to put on the walls, the tables. I can't compete with that shit. I mean, my house looks beautiful as far as I'm concerned. I took down a lot of the clutter. I opened everything up. You know how we do that when we sell our houses? How many times have you sold a house? Do you know I have lived in 35 to 40 different places in my lifetime? This is borderline insanity. I mean, what is wrong with me? I'm a glutton for punishment. And no, it's not that I can't stay in one place. I was a product of my father with him moving and changing jobs and cities. And then when it became my turn... I was sort of like the same. I'd be in an apartment for a year. I'd find a better place the next year. Then we moved into our house and we had more kids. We had to get a bigger house and then we left the state. You know how it goes. So here I am 
thinking I would never move again once I moved into this house, and I'm doing it again. Oh, my God. While I'm on chemo, again, who does this? I'm taking my dogs on the flight this Saturday. I'm not looking forward to it. I've got sedatives <laughs> for them. I really should have them for me. But I can't risk being thrown off that plane after that last episode. I'm a nervous wreck about that. With the TSA coming on the plane to drag me off. What, are they kidding me? That I would set myself up for this twice? I wanted injectable medication because I know damn well that my dog is not going to let me put my fingers down his throat without taking a piece of my hand off. I just feel like I've bitten off more than I can chew, and yet I'm in it so deep I can't turn around. I'm moving forward. I'm seeing nine houses on Sunday. Nine! And I've not sold mine yet. But I have options. That's what everybody keeps telling me. You have options. Well, I suck at options. As creative as I am and outside the box, I don't like options. I want to know what I'm doing and where I'm going and how I'm getting there and what I have to do on this end to get to that end. You know? But it's not going to be that way. I can already see that it's going to be like a piece of ribbon in the air with the wind blowing. That's going to be me, that piece of ribbon. Flapping, flying, whichever way the wind blows until I get to my destination of choice. The place where I hang my hat. Is it so difficult for a woman my age to find that perfect place with people around that I can communicate with in a neighborhood that might have a clubhouse, a community pool, a gym that we can all work out in together, neighbors, like real friends. Instead, I'm stuck in my house. And when you work from home, this is what happens. You never leave. And when you do, you go to a bar, you have a drink, you have some dinner, you pray to God that there is somebody that sits next to you that wants to talk to you. And if you do try to talk to somebody and they sort of turn in the other direction, you know you've overstepped. And then you have to try and turn to the other side and see if there's anybody worth talking to there. And most of the time, I wind up talking to the bartender. Oh my God, I am a force to contend with within my own head let alone to the people around me. So, I'm embarking upon this trip Saturday with my dogs, hopefully sedated, staying with my girlfriend for the first night, the next day immediately getting up and hitting the streets with the realtor I've been in touch with. Now, one of my biggest fears is that I'm going to find that house in that community that I love. Then what do you do? Do you say, I'm going to take that house and pray that you sell your own house. I'd have to come up with some cash to put down. But do you want to take a risk and lose what you found that you've been looking for that's just landed on your lap? How much of a gambler can we be? That's what it comes down to. It's gambling. Finding that new place to live that you've been looking for before you sell out on the old place is a gamble if you buy it. But you know what? I feel this way. I don't think I'm going to live a hell of a lot longer. Why not take the risk? This is what I say to myself before I go to bed every night. Robin, you're probably going to live another five years. 
take a 30-year mortgage and let your kids deal with it. They'll sell the house. They'll make the money. Why in the world should you tie up all of your money after you sell this house and throw it into a new house? Why be cash poor when you can live for the next five years? And I know you're saying to yourself, how in the world could she say she's only going to live for another five years? Because I've tried to tell my own children this, and they look at me like cross-eyed. Mom, you have to live longer because you don't have grandchildren yet. And truthfully, I don't care about grandchildren. I want my children to be happy. I don't need grandchildren to be happy. I don't know these future grandchildren yet, so I've got nothing to miss. So live your lives. Be happy. Be 35 before you have your first child. Indulge in what the world has to offer you before you have to offer to somebody else, which is completely straying from the point. I just feel that I'm not going to live more than five, six years. Did you ever have that feeling? I remember my mother used to say it from the time she was 35. And my father used to say, there is something wrong with this woman. She's been saying that she's dying since she was 35 years old. And I used to just fall like putty right into his hands and, and laugh with him at her. And she would look at me with her hand on her hip and look at him with her other hand on her other hip. And she would say, does nothing I say hold validity? Do you not think that I don't know what's going to happen to me in my life, that I am not entitled to have my own feelings about my own future? That's what I'd hear from my mom. And here I am doing it again. But I'm a good 20 years older than she was. And I'm saying it now. Now, I don't know if that's the apples don't fall far syndrome. Or if it's really something I feel, and I feel really guilty now that I didn't take my mom seriously when she said it, but God, she lived to 83. Oh, I am my mother's daughter. Anyway, I've got a lot of choices to make, a lot of decisions to own, a lot more packing to do, or maybe nothing. I may not find a house and I may not sell my house, and then I'll be living here with bare bones. <laughs> But that's okay because it's sort of like, I like the fact that the clutter is gone. It's clean. Everything is sort of streamlined now. I find that I am becoming a rambling woman. Like I get excited easily. That's not normally who I am. I'm usually calm, collected. I have things worked out. I'm rational. And now I'm like a blubbering idiot that's got plans coming out of her ass and God knows what coming out of my mouth, but I'm going to do it. That's the one thing I know. I am determined. And if you have any gumption in you about changing your life, I think you have to be this way. Throw caution to the wind. Jump in. Don't even look twice and make that decision to do what you want to do to enhance your life. That's it. It's the sugar mom syndrome. We need what we want. We want what we need. Why can't we take it? Why can't we go for it? If we're not going to hurt anybody else in our way, in our path, why can't we reach out a little bit further or knock something down to the side softly just to get ahead and, and put ourselves in the place we want to be with a big, huh, I did it moment. There's nothing wrong with taking what is rightfully yours 
and it starts in your soul. It moves to your heart and God damn it, it heads to your brain. And then it's coming out your mouth and you're speaking, saying, and doing everything that started from where your kishkas are. That's what my mother used to call my insides. Moving straight up your body, coming out in verbal form. And man, you are there. You're doing it. It's really a good feeling. Even if it doesn't go the straight line way that you want it to go and it's flying to the left and the right, like little drones heading up in all different directions, eventually it will all come together because you want it. And if you want something badly enough, you can make it happen. How did I go off on this tantrum? I mean, it's not a tantrum. It's a way of life. It's a way of thinking. And I believe it. And I believe in it. And I believe you think like me. Or else you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, girlfriend. What did my kids used to say? Talk to the hand. You would not be here if you weren't like-minded. You wouldn't be here if you didn't want someone to push you from the back to move you forward. Well, I'm here. And I am a force. And so are you. You can't push back unless I hear from you. You see, I've got the upper hand here because I'm the only one talking. But if you write me, maybe you could give me your perspective on anything I'm talking about. Because I appreciate brilliant women or women that just have great ideas, foresight, depth, just like you. Write me on the Sugar Mom podcast right there on iTunes. For that matter, any podcast platform you're listening on, you can send me a little note or you can email me, robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. It's private, I promise. Or go to my website, sugarmom.net, sugarmom.net. You can write me there. You can buy my book. I'm not suggesting you do what the character did in the book. Seriously, I'm not. It worked for her. Some of it's true. Some of it's not. It's just fun reading. And who else can you say will admit to having the character of a book tell a story from the backseat in a cab throughout the whole book? And it's not boring. The Diary of a Sugar Mom. You can get it right there on my website. Or just write to me and I'll send it to you. By the way, because I'm moving, I have so many Sugar Mom items. If you want something from the store that's on my website, sugarmom.net, just click store. If there's anything you want, even though the price says whatever it says, because I haven't had the time yet to go on the back end of the website to change numbers, just write me an email or write me on the site. It's easier. Tell me what you want. And all I want you to do is pay for shipping. I've got to get rid of boxes and boxes of stuff. I have makeup. I have shirts. I have books. I have mugs with the little giving you the finger on the bottom when you tilt it up. I have all kinds of stuff. Facial cleansers, mouse pads, umbrellas. All I want is for you to cover the shipping. I will give it to you for free. Subscribe to my podcast. That's a fair trade. Click subscribe, pick what you want from the store and write to me from the website or write me at robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. And it's yours. Otherwise, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have to pack a million boxes filled with product. And I don't want to have to do that. So there's my offering to you. 
All right, I have just about blown myself out here. I'm done. I still have boxes to pack. I have realtors that are showing up any minute to photograph my house and do that virtual reality tour thing with the two dogs that are going to be barking like crazy and I'm going to have to throw them outside. And it's hot out. And the next time I talk to you, I'll be in Florida. All my best to you and give your kids a kiss from me. Tell your husband to watch his step. <laughs> it's Robin. Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom.